Welcome to Modern Day Abigails, a women's outreach of Calvary Chapel Pearland. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. So let's listen to God's Word, where everyday lives transform, and where we can become the women God created us to be. Lord honored their faithfulness. The Lord protected the child. Not only did he get she get her baby back, she got paid to take care of him. Yep. You know, think of the burdens lifted a little bit because they had a little extra money. They got to keep their son without fear. And they were paid to do it. They didn't have to worry about somebody coming to take their baby and throwing it because he was under the protection of the Pharaoh's daughter. Yep. And apparently the Pharaoh, either he didn't know about it or he didn't say a word about it. Yep. Because, and that's what we are... Um, we do. Um, do you have a note? Did you want to say something? Oh, yeah. Just that, um, you know, the Lord, um, he restores us after our woes, you know. Yeah. This mother, you, you've to got hearty. to imagine how the anguish that yeah. she was in the entire time she was making the little baby ark. Yes. The entire time she knew what she was about to do with it. She knew that she was about to send her son out into the wild. She did not w- know what was going to happen. Can you imagine the anguish, the torment, the heartbroken yeah. she had to have been? You know, she probably fed him before she put him in there. Oh, sure. Made sure he was changed. Tucked him in, tucked him swaddled in. in. And so that means he probably sat there for a little bit of time, you know. Yeah. Until the Pharaoh's daughter. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, and, and so the, he, the Lord, he gives back. To, look at what he gave back to her. Yeah. She gave him. Not only did she give, he give back her son. Yeah. But he gave back her some wages too and yeah, protection. Got paid. Yeah, got paid and protected. Yeah. That's the neat part is she didn't have to worry anymore about hiding him because yeah. he was under the protection. Basically, Pharaoh has no clue, but he was under the protection of the king. Yeah. Because <laughs> of his daughter. <laughs> I love because that. Because of his daughter. Look what the Lord did, yeah. you know, and he does the same thing for us. It, yes, because he we're. He restores us. And we're under the protection of the yeah. king. We certainly because are. Because of God's oh, I love own that. Son. Yeah, Exactly. And, if you are in yeah. him, you are under his protection. Exactly. And that's why we do talk about Biakaim. You can look them up on Facebook or online. It's uh, They are a pro-life group in Israel, and they have a plan called Operation Moses because they help take care of the babies for the first year. They make meet all their de- de- uh, the, the needs, whether they need formula, diapers, clothes, bed, strollers. In fact, Joanne, I just read an art of Dread one. Where they were so thankful for pro life uh, Operation Moses because they were having triplets. Oh my and gosh! They delivered three beds and a stroller, and her husband was so excited that he was going to come home and be able to put all that together. They and they're they're some of the couples who they want their babies, they want to keep their babies, but they don't know how they're going to. Yeah, and so they step in and they get donations and they meet these people's needs where they're at. They give them programs, they help them if they they have other people they work with if they need help. So that it's care for the whole complete family, mother and child, family if there's a dad involved. So we do uh, we do love that program. We know where the money goes to because yeah. we help with it. So we know exactly. We know what- the um, the lady who's over it. Yes. She's not the founder, but she is now in charge of it. We know her. Yes. And um, so we know where the money goes for goes to. They have volunteers. Most I think almost everybody who works with them is volunteers. These are women. I think you're right. Yeah, they're counselors. They go and help the women. They do it on their own time. You know, pray for these women because they're out there. They're out in the middle of the warfare. 
Oh, they certainly yeah, are. And, and they need it. You know, and, and some, you know, it, the Lord does what he does. We don't have to understand it. We don't have to, um, as long as we do what he says, you know, as long as we're faithful and obedient, he's going to take care of it. I have never seen in the Bible where you were faithful and obedient and you had harm. I mean, Jacobet didn't have any idea what was going to no. happen to her son, but the no. Lord led her to yeah. create to a pro life king's daughter. Yes. Yes. The Lord takes care of it. So even if it doesn't make sense to you, that's okay. Right. It's not have to most of the stuff the Lord does, I don't understand. I Mm-mm. still do it. I still listen to him. I still follow him. And then he will reveal it. Uh, so far, he is 100% revealed yeah. to me later be, yeah. why he did what he but did. But it may take years. Yeah, it that's might be true. months. It might yes. be years. It's not days. We get impatient because we don't like God's timing, but God's going to do his timing when he does it. And if you're faithful and obedience the whole time, you're going to see experience a joy that you, it may not be what you imagined in your head, but it's going to be right what's for you because he knows you better than you know you. Yes, some of our journeys are long. Yes. And that's okay. Yes. The Lord still has a plan. Yes. He works it the whole time. And it may not be, like I said, I never wanted to go into logistics and supply chain. That never entered my mind at all. But the Lord's like, I need you there. I need you to go that way. Did I fight and kick and scream? Of course I did. <laughs> I still do. <laughs> but at the same time, I also know why the Lord has me. He'll show me every so often. See, this is why I need you here. This is why I have you here. This is what you're doing. Yeah. I'm like, okay. Not what I imagined. No. But um, I'll do it. I didn't imagine that I would be divorced. I never wanted no, me to be either. divorced. Uh, in fact, uh, here I am three divorced. Things, <laughs> there's three things I said I would never do. And I got to do all of it before the age of 21 because Woo! I am just, you know. <laughs> you are that girl. <laughs> yeah, I am. If I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it right. And I had always said I was not going to have sex before marriage. That's fornification. Uh, I wasn't, because I wasn't going to do this, I'd never be a teen pregnant. And I would never get divorced. And I, uh, I got to accomplish it all before the age of 21 because yeah. some of us are just overachievers. <laughs> yes. I also was also going to um, be um, a virgin bride. That yeah. did not happen. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, but what's fun is that the Lord knew this, but took us and made us a new creation anyway. He oh, took yeah. What Lots was of intent- healing. He took what was... He did not agree with anything we did, but he goes, I don't agree with what you're doing, but guess what I can do with that? I can take it and change you and show others. Oh, yeah. He flipped that around yeah. and we use it now exactly to heal and help and all kinds of stuff. Yeah, But now but we totally we totally are cool with those who 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 get saved as a young child. Who do it all right? Oh, you know, I envy them. I, I think it's great. So don't think you have a boring testimony. <laughs> don't uh, don't think it at all. You know, if you are the type of well, I believe as a child I got saved and I walked with the Lord and I'm discipled. I read my Bible. I say my prayers. Fabulous. That is great. I wish I had that story. Right. But so you know, so Joanna, we've been talking about the preborn and what we need to help to help them, and and we gave a really good testimony about what the Lord has done. And why it's not what the media tries to make it to be. They try to make it out to be, it's just, so what? You're moving a clump of cells. No, it's not. There's a lot more to it. We've talked about that. We talked about, you know, when a mom, with our newborns, you know, what do we do with the newborns? How do we help care for not only the preborn, but the newborns? But I also want to talk about how to fight and care for our older children. Because there are too many parents um, 
almost I would say even our older children almost need their parents more than a toddler does because there's a lot more emotional going on as the child gets older. Toddlers pretty much black and white or what uh, on or off, you know, ones and zeros. Uh, well, I'm going to act like a toddler because I'm a toddler because I haven't learned everything. I haven't mastered the English communication or or whatever language, Spanish, you know, whatever. Uh, I haven't mastered my language. I haven't learned everything. I'm just mimicking what my mom and dad do. Yeah. And there comes a time where that stops and they yes. start being their own little individual yes. and probably around four yes. or five on up. Yes. And they're now independent yeah. and starting to, you know, trying to find their place in their world, their place in the family and get their voice exactly. and all kinds of stuff. Exactly. As and that's older. where it gets super fun. Right. And, and the Shaking thing is, my head now. Exactly. Because if we don't do it right at the beginning, we're going to keep on screwing up. Yeah. Because those kids are watching us. I mean, every uh, like, like I said, they're, they're watching everything we do, and they're going to mimic it. I don't know where he's learned this, but I was reading a Dr. Seuss book, and it says something about, well, I hate. And he goes, we can't say hate, Grandma. Um, oh, yeah, I forgot. I already got that lecture like a couple of days ago. <laughs> and I tried to talk to him about, it's okay to hate what God hates. Okay, I'll just say dislike. Anyway, um, or, you know, he we were praying, and we were thought Ray was being kind and doing a quick prayer for Reed and so Ray did a quick thank you, Lord, for this food. This and, is over dinner yes, or something. Yes. And um Reed looks at him and goes, My mom and dad pray longer than that. <laughs> okay. Well, that was a slap. <laughs> yeah. We're sorry. We thought we were being nice to you. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, he pays attention. And, and he wanted a long prayer mm-hmm. to the Lord. Listen, that boy has already got a heart for his God. Oh, he does. Oh yeah. We were already. having a great conversation yesterday. And you're like, Well, you're three and a half, so I'm not sure do you believe it because you believe it, or is it because you're mimicking everything you hear? You don't know, but as you watch, you'll see. When but he's he, correcting y'all at dinner because well, you didn't pray to the long Lord enough. long enough, um, there's something there. Yeah. Well, he, meaning he, he needs extra prayer because the enemy's going to come oh, after him extra. Oh yeah. Hard. He'll he'll tell me to flat out pray. There's been several instances. Yep. He goes, Granny, you need to pray. You need to pray now. Uh, okay. <laughs> he ain't playing around. This. Yeah, we got this, kiddo. Uh, he likes to be prayed for. You know, he'll ask you, "Can you pray for me too?" Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah. My Same. little niece started doing that too. Well, she'll go. We need prayer. Uh, and then, um, you know, so it's, but they're watching it. They're not going to learn yeah. it unless they see you doing it. If right. they don't see you reading their your Bible, they're not going to read their Bible. Right. If they don't see you praying, they're not going to pray. If they don't see you experiencing warfare, they're not going to understand what it is. Agreed. So don't think you're trying to hide your children. You're not, don't hide your children from this. If they don't see it when they're little, what it, if they don't see how you apply the Bible to your life when mm-hmm. they're little, they're not going to do it suddenly. And that's why I get so irritated with Santa Claus and Easter Bunny and Tooth Fairies. Why would you mix fake and real? If you're going to tell them on one hand about Jesus and then on the other hand about the Tooth Fairy, why are they going to believe you later? Yeah. Because why are you going to suddenly convince them that there is no such thing as a Tooth Fairy, but there's a Jesus. Can't see either one of them with your your physical eyes. Yeah. So we have to be very careful about how we raise our children from the beginning. Because the better, the more you can do at the beginning, the better it gets. I remember my son one day, I was getting frustrated because I couldn't find my wallet, my usual attitude. And finally, because he went to a, a good school. And finally, he looked at me and goes, Mama, rejoice. Rejoice in the Lord. Wow. <laughs> Thanks. Um, I got, I got slapped. Smackdown. Yep, I did. But and he was right. I mean, and I can't help it. And he used to love, we used to listen to, uh, I always listen to Christian radio. And um, we'd listen to what was called word power and we'd these little short scripture things. And if I dared got into car late because we miss word power, I heard about it. 
hard about it. Keep yep. the schedule. Exactly. And then one day, like I said, I mean, and this is when they're little because he was in the car with my brother and his wife, this boy before they had children. And he's like, don't y'all have any Jesus music? They're like, Anna, we had to go quickly figure out a Christian radio station. <laughs> oh, darn. Yeah, that's all that's in my car. I don't have to worry about hearing it say that. Right. But I'm just saying that when they're little and you are molding them from the moment they come out and talking about Jesus, it's not going to be anything new to them. They're going to know that that's part of their life. I, Every time Reed sees a cross, hey, that's what Jesus died on. You know, I'm going to I'm going to put this in here. This flips around yeah. as well. You could be displaying non-Jesus attitude. Yes. And and who do you think they're going to mimic? You know, exactly. If you're uh, freaking out all the time. OK, like myself, yeah. I was a screamer. Uh, me too. So, you and know, I was if, a Christian. I, I, even after I was a Christian, yeah. I still was a yep. screamer. So if that's the kind of atmosphere that you're setting for your kids, because that's the kind of atmosphere I set for my kids, um, this is what they're mimicking. Right yep. or wrong. Exactly. Yep. You know, so it could go. So give them something good to mimic. Right. And if you're if you're a late bloomer becoming a believer and you became believer after your children, it's not too late. Don't think we're saying it's too late. But I'm telling you, you start have, at some point. You have to start displaying it in your life. It's going to take them longer to see. But if they don't see a change in you, they're not going to believe it or change. Right. We have heard people talk about. I don't know. I'm not really going to give my life to Christ because you know my parent is one way on Sunday mornings, and they're different than the rest of the week. Okay. So if you're like, well, I just got saved. Oh, that was me. Yeah. They're like, if um, if I just got saved, what do I do now? You start living your life like Jesus. Don't say a word. Keep that quiet, gentle spirit. Read your Bible. Say your prayers. Be kind. Be gentle. They're going to notice, and eventually they're going to want it too. The Lord will use it. Yes. He will. His he word will. says he will. Yes. So, you know, because um, we're going to have, we, we should be fighting for their little baby souls from the very beginning. Okay. Because Jesus saves, but we have to remember the enemy's coming to still kill and destroy. And the ga- Lord gave us children and his word. So we cannot ha- just cannot be hands off. We have to fight the invisible enemy. Um, I have. I learned with my son as because I was trying to develop with a relationship with him. We'd go to the park and play. We didn't, I didn't put him in sports until he got older. When he was little, I didn't put him in t-ball. He and I went to the park and played. We had a great time. But because of that, when he got older and I'd say, you know, something, he'd go, well, if you want to. Well, I knew that meant he wanted me to be there. So later on, like um, I was in the youth group when he got older and this mom looked at me, she goes, how did you get your, how did you get your son to let you be in the youth group? And I looked at her. I said, he didn't have a choice. <laughs> I didn't give him a choice. I was going to be in the youth group. I don't care what he thought. You know, um, or, you know, when he was younger, I had him start doing laundry and this mom walked up. And these are moms who are older than me. Okay. So it's not about age. And I had a mom come up to me one day. She goes, how did you get your son to do laundry? I didn't give him a choice. Oh, I taught my, my children young. Oh, I did too. No, he was too short and I'd get him a step stool, but. At least we were making progress. Um, and when, when he got to old enough to where he could drive, I'd give him money and he'd go to this grocery store and do my shopping for me. It was great. Listen, when you got four kids and you work full time, uh-huh. you teach them how to do their laundry or they yeah. go to school stinky. Right. <laughs> um, and I, they only do that once or twice. <laughs> like I said, I, w- I wasn't a good mom. You know, I wasn't really good. I, I yelled a lot. It was very moody. Um, I had a lot of nutrition issues I needed to 
um, address later, but I did want a relationship with my son. That was very important to me, whether we were playing at the pl- playground or later we used to play a baseball game on one of those little, I, it wasn't an Xbox, whatever those little box thingies were, I would play his video games with him. Um, During that time, it would have been Nintendo. Did he have a Nintendo? Uh, it might have been. I, I don't know what it was. I bought it one Christmas. I saved up and bought him one for one Christmas. Um, and then I wrapped everything individually. And he's like, so, so can I open a gift early? I said, yeah, you can open that. It was the instructions. <laughs> yeah, he thought it was great. Um, he actually laughed about that one. He also laughed about it, too, when he got grounded. Um, I took the power cord away and hit it. He thought that was great. I didn't take anything else away. I just took the power cord. He got to sit there and look at it and couldn't play it. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. I don't even know what he did. I wasn't that creative. Um, I, that had to be the Lord because I didn't know what else to do. I think it was because I couldn't figure out what to do with the box. and I didn't have a place to put it. So I just, <laughs> power cord was so much easier. <laughs> but um, I Agreed. did. I, I was not a great mom, but I did want that relationship with him. And we have to build a relationship. And I've heard people like, I'm not my child's friend. I'm not saying to be, I'm not, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about a relationship to know your child. There has to be a balance. Yeah. Where is your, what's your child's favorite color? What is your child into? What do they like to eat? What do they, what do they dream about? Do you know, do you have a good relationship with your child where they can talk to you about anything? I did like what this mom did. Um, she was, she said with her girls, she knew that they might be afraid to talk to her. So she created a journal and they were to write in their journal and leave it on the table. And she would read their journal. She said, and she would write back to them. So if it was too hard to have a face-to-face conversation because they didn't want to, you know, upset her or, you know, disappoint her. Well, those are hard. Yeah. They they could write it out. They're hard as adults. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. So she had a way to communicate with her children, even if they were scared. Uh, This one guy, he wrote a note to his daughters and said, leave this in your drawer. When you get scared, you open it. When they opened it, it said, look, I need to remind you and you show me this note to remind me that no matter what you tell me, I'm going to, we're going to work it out together. You don't have to be afraid of me because we're going to work it out. That was relationship. I'm not talking about, you know, my mom knew how to be. My mom could actually do it. She could be a mom when she needed to be, and she could be a friend when I needed mm-hmm. it. Sometimes I just needed to talk, and it didn't matter what I said. She just let me ramble on until I got to the point where I needed to be. She didn't have to say a word. I'd get where she wanted me to be. I just had to talk it out. Yeah. And so that's what I'm saying is y'all got to get to know, you know, be a mama bear. All right. You know, if you, you know, I was a mama bear type, you know, you get near my child, you know, my little cub, you better watch out. And that should be the enemy. The enemy's getting near my children. You better watch out because I'm going to be a mama bear, but I'm not going alone. I'm taking the Lord with me. He's with me. He is my, he is our sword. He has the word. He has the power. He has the victory. He's the one that rebukes. So when I'm a mama bear and going by myself. Lord's right there with me. I'm I'm the mama bear behind the Lord going. You got a mighty warrior, mighty warrior with you. Exactly. Um, But it takes time and practice to be that relationship, to sit down with a child, to, I'm going to say it out loud. Y'all ready? Don't be selfish. It's not about you. It's not about your relationship with a boyfriend or a girlfriend. If you have a husband, it's very much about your relationship with your husband. You need to develop your relationship with your husband because when you're developing a relationship with your husband, your children see it and you develop a relationship with them. Because that's the only way they're going to have a relationship with Jesus. It's if they're sending the relationships with you. But stop being selfish. Stop wanting this me time. I got to go do this. I need this for me. You need a little rest. I get it. Jesus talks about rest. That's fine. Rest is good. Get with some of your believing friends. Get you that encouragement you need. 
But when you start making it all about you and not your children, you got a problem. Yep. Sitting here shaking my head. Yes. Yeah, the whole I was time. Y'all can't yeah, see me. Must say, I'm, I'm this. I was this. I mean, I can talk to us because that was me. I mean, um, I, I didn't, I thought me time back then was stupid, but I went to school. Well, and that's the same thing <laughs> when you're going to school, you're like by yourself. You know, sometimes I did um, put church to the side because I had homework to do, or I'm too busy to do this. Or I remember one day I was, um, I didn't shop for clothes very often, but sometimes I did need to get clothes. And in my you're thought, still like that. I know. But at that time, if I th- was going to buy something, I was going to buy it for work because it was going to have a point. And one day I remember Stevie looking at me and goes, why are you always buying work clothes? Because you're functional. <laughs> yes. But in his mind, I think what he was really what he was trying to say is, why aren't you buying play clothes to spend time with me? Oh. Because I had gotten into the work habit of I have to work to provide for my son. I was working seven to seven. And when I wasn't working, I was going to school. So his, that was his way of saying, why aren't we spending time together? And um, I see that, you know, I got older when I saw that. I'm like, dang, I just hurt his little, little heart. Oh, I know. So that's why I want to talk about um, the Gentile woman's faith and the scriptures. Jesus is addressing the defilement within. And we see this neat story of this woman who is going after her daughter to fight for her daughter. And she, you know, um, so I found it so neat that both in Matthew and Mark, Jesus said it talks about the defilements within and the scribes and the Pharisees. I uh, got all knotted up because the disciples did not wash their hands when they ate bread. All right, I know, Joanna. I know. I get it. It really bothers me. cringing. I get it, too. But that was not Jesus's point. Um, so let's let's talk about this Gentile woman's faith. Do you have anything before I go on, Joanna? I feel like I'm just now I haven't really let you cut in. And I'm so sorry. Uh, no, I'm good. I'm. Um, nope, I'm good. Go for okay. it. So Matthew 15, verse eight. These people draw near to me with their mouth and honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. And in vain, they worship me, teaching as doctrines, the commandments of men. We're skipping to verse 11. Now, what goes into the mouth defiles a man, but what comes out of the mouth, wait, I'm going to read that all again because I read that wrong. So this is Matthew 15, verse 11. Not what goes into the mouth defiles a man. But what comes out of the mouth, this defiles a man. Then his disciples came to him and said, Do you know that the Pharisees were offended when they heard this saying? But he answered and said, Every plant which my heavenly father has not planted will be uprighted. In other words, yeah, I know I offended them. I intended to. (laughs) That's what Jesus is saying. I know I offended them. That was my point. They needed it. Glad you caught on. Yeah, good job, guys. So you can see, so what I think that the Lord does is it's interesting because we're about to see how he moves along. And from here, he purposelessly goes to the Gentile area where he's going to meet this Gentile woman because he's going to show them what true worship is, what true the lips, the heart, what it means to truly to be all in a line. Okay, so... um. So he's going to have this woman come and do it. Um, I don't, it's not, I don't believe that there's coincidence from what I heard. There's no such word as the coincidence in Hebrew because there is no coincidence. Um, uh, teaching about a real honor in the worship as a woman needing help teaches this thing for her daughter's sake. So this woman is, it's about her daughter. So um, in Matthew 15, verse 21, 
Then Jesus went out from there and departed to the region of Tyre and Sidon. Um, this is why I think he went this way on purpose, just for this woman. He's going into the Gentile territory. There's really no point for him to go to this Gentile t- territory, except that he knew that there's a woman fighting for her daughter, and he was going to meet her where she was. So he went to her. He actually does that a lot. Yes. Jesus, the scriptures. Yes. In fact, in our lives, he meets us where we are. Amen. Right. Where you we know, are. Because he knows that we can't turn without him. We can't make an adjustment. We can't make changes without him showing us the way. So in Matthew 15, 22, and behold, a woman of Canaan came from the region and cried out to him saying, have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. My daughter is severely demon possessed. Well, if this ain't warfare, I don't know what is. Right. We like and the, he recognized it. Yes. And she recognized it. Yeah. She recognized it. She knew it was she. A, yeah, she, she. Sorry. Yeah. Jesus recognized it too, by the way. <laughs> That's what you were saying. Did he? he recognized it. I'm like, well, I'm pretty sure he did. Oh, gosh. I'm but thinking, yeah. you know what? It's, it's listen, we've yeah. been at this for hours. Keep going. Yeah. So, um, but what's neat is she recognized it was demon possession. We'd like to not talk about demon possession anymore. We just don't. If you think about it, nobody really, really mentions it unless it's in some type of horror flick. Um, and I'm not saying that every, if you got some children with some weird behavior issues, it's demon possessed. It could be that the enemy's going through the child. I'm not saying that, so I'm not trying to scare anybody. Um, sometimes it is nutritional. Sometimes it is. Uh, um, certain foods can cause kids to react badly. But in this, sometimes it's bad parenting. But, yeah, sometimes it's bad parenting. But sometimes it really is the enemy, and it is a spiritual warfare. And so her journey, her agony. I think that's what it is most of the time. I think it's so a spiritual too. warfare. And that's what I've been learning is a lot of it is a spiritual warfare. Um, sometimes it's within us and, and we project it on our children. Our children feel it and they react. Um, you remember, I mean, the, the perfect story is um, Jennifer, when she spent the night, she's little. She's, we have a big bed, so she sleeps in the, in the bed with me. Um, Jennifer is her niece. My, my littlest if niece. If you are yeah, just now listening. listening. She's my littlest niece. And... Um, I'm like I said, I have to return you the way I found you. So I was petrified. <laughs> I'm like, what happens if something happens to her? My, they, my, my brother and wife finally get a child. After all these years, they finally get a child. What happens if something happens on my watch? And I would have deep fears over that. So I would always let her sleep with me because I need to know she was right there so I could just roll over and go, okay, she's still breathing. That is a true fact, y'all. She's not kidding. <laughs> I'm not. So, so she one day, uh, we, um, she heard a noise and she woke up. She goes, what is that? I said, it's just a cat. It'll be okay. And when she saw that I was calm, she immediately calmed down, and went right back to sleep because she reacted based on my reaction. If I had gotten freaked out, and I was a little because I wasn't too sure exactly what it was, um, <laughs> because our cat is weird. He's, he, yes. he scares people when yes. they stay at our house at night. We had somebody tell us our cat was scary. We're like, we know. <laughs> he's pretty creepy. Welcome to our and, world. And he's heavy. So when he walks around, he sounds like a person. So, um, so I stayed calm and because I was calm, she was calm. So children react the way we react. If we have something stressful at home, they're going to be stressed out. And, you know, I'm not saying that you, there's no perfect home, but your attitude, how you handle it, it's going to affect your child, any child. So the, you know, the more you stay calm, the more children are going to stay calm. Um, that's why when I know some people, I'm not talking about whether Bush was a good president or not. I'm not going into that. I'm not even talking about that detail. But a lot of people give him a hard time because he was reading to children when 9-11 happened. Oh, he should have left. He said, da-da-da-da-da-da. He finished the story with the kids. I personally, as a parent, thought that was beautiful. Because, because he stayed calm 
and finished a story with the kids, those kids weren't scared. If he had jumped up and reacted and left, those kids would have been mortified and scared and those children would have been living with that today. Yeah. So I thought he, I actually thought he did the right thing there. I'm like, I'm not saying whether he was great or not. I'm just saying in that particular moment, I thought that was good because he, because he didn't get scared. Those kids didn't get scared. And that's what we have to remember. Ladies, if your, your life is in chaos, your children's life are going to be in chaos with you. This is a great time. I'm not beating y'all up, ladies, because I'm just telling you what I went through, what I wish I had known. I'm, I'm teaching young moms now, and I always tell them, I'm telling you what I wish I had known when I was you, because I'm gonna, I, I want to save you the heartache I have. The times I've looked back and thought, wow, that was stupid. Why'd you do that, Anna? I don't want you to have to go through that. I want you to be able to say, you know what? I wish I had somebody telling me this, and I'm going to move forward. I'm going to make changes. I'm going to do this. It's hard. It's hard to make changes, but you can do it because of Jesus. Yeah, um, just a little blip. My um, for those who know me personally, they know that my son got very, very sick. Yes, and he um, he's an adult. And he had to let his apartment go and, and move in with me so that I could help. And um, he told me from the get go, "Mom, this is going to be a hard thing. We can't both be emotional. Right. I need one of us to be emotional." and remain calm the entire time. And it's been a year now. And um, never once, I mean, I was steady as a rock yeah. in front of him. Outside of him. Oh, it was, well, different. It was an absolute mess. Different. But that's the way <laughs> he should be. He never once saw it. And now he is healing. He is better. He um, It helped him tremendously. So w- the way that we act and react absolutely 100% has effect has the right. an effect on our right. kids. It doesn't matter how old they are, they are how we react as parents right. in situations. They pay attention. Yeah, and even other regular family members. If you're li- living with other family members, it's the same thing. If you have a husband, it's the same thing. How you react. If you're selfish, it's going to show. Are you always freaking out and yeah. flipping out and no rationalness to you? And that was me. So I can yeah, say that. Me too. Um, how do you, what kind of tone do you think you're setting in your home? Right. right. And it's a hard, and you're like, man, that's a hard, you're, you're really putting a burden on me to be able to do this in my home and set it. And I do, I, sometimes I will get frustrated, you know, like, oh, it's all on me for the tone of the house. Hello. <laughs> it's, it's just, right now it's just two of us and three, you know, yeah. two dogs and a cat and some fish. You know, I love my little Roger fish. He's, he's great. But I, and it's, it's a burdensome to think I set the tone. How come I'm all by myself on setting the tone? But then the Lord reminds me that because I put you in the household, you're supposed to be a good housekeeper. That's your job. That's it. I, I love that quote. God created us women to do what men cannot do. We were not created to be like men. We were not created to do what men do. We were created to do what they could not do. And he gave us the house to take care of. So yes, it's burdensome, but it is on us. Now, does that give men carte blanche to freak out? No, oh, no. it doesn't. They have the same rules. Yes, they, exactly. They have the same rules, but you, the way you respond makes the difference. If y'all will look at the scriptures in yes. several places, and I didn't write it down it's because I, I didn't think we, yes, it is in Peter. Um, it talks about the woman setting the tone in her home and in her marriage. With a quiet, gentle spirit, yes. she can change things. Yes. We change more things without our voice than we do with a voice. Yes. Um, you know, and, and before you think on that demon possession thing, we're going to go back to that. 
if you think that the enemy does not attack our children, we've, I think we've pretty much made it clear they can. But when I was in elementary school, I know I heard the enemy saying, praying for yourself is selfish and you don't want to be selfish. And he would remind me every so often, don't remember, you don't want to be selfish. And it was a calm voice. It's a nice voice. I didn't know that the enemy had a voice. I was never taught that the enemy had a voice. I wasn't taught that there was a spiritual warfare and that there was a real enemy. We knew there was a devil, but nobody ever taught me that they could But what does speak. that mean? Yeah, exactly. You know? And it, because in cartoons, he's a, he's a little red thing with a pitchfork and a tail. But I, you know, if I really paid attention to the cartoon where they had the little angel on one side and the devil on the other side, maybe I should have paid attention more than that. Anyway, um, there is a voice. And I remember being sad, but I prayed for everybody else. Even as a kid, we would pray. My brother and I used to have a competition who could pray longer. It's a great competition. We were, we were dorks. <laughs> I love that. Um, so I didn't pray for myself until I got older. And when I got older, started praying. It was very wrong motives. Uh, it was very selfish. And so after I went through my, my uh, started going through all of my mess, um, the Lord started taking, you know, I had, um, I did get married. I was trying to actually punish myself. Well, I was trying to punish myself, but also they were threatening to take him away from me if I didn't get married. And I was too uh, fearful to think that Who's they, could, they? Um, uh, my ex-husband and his, his mom, they were awesome. threatening to take him away from me if I didn't get married. Well, you don't have any money. You're, you don't have a job. You're still in school and we'll just get them. So that, that scared me even more that I was going to lose my baby. So I got married and we had moved in with his family for a little bit. They were complete opposites of my family. They were loud. They were drunks. They didn't know God at all. They were um, very, um, they were mean and, and make accusations without any, the, they just would say whatever they wanted and whether it was true or not. And so later on when we got our own apartment, that's when the Lord started really teaching me how to pray. And it was very simple at first. And, and the more I got, the more bolder I got. But he developed my relationship with him through this and through this teaching. Have y'all picked up on the fact yet that the enemy uses fear? Yes. My entire situation mm-hmm. and Anna's were all based on fear. Yeah. So Our you decision fear, making. That is, that is the first sign that it is spiritual warfare when fear is involved. for letting us share our tools to become the women God created us to be. If we encourage you today, visit us at moderndayabigails.com. Remember, you are loved, cherished, and prayed over.